This is Get Outside with Kids. I'm Jen. And I'm Kate. Life with kids is messy. You might as well take the chaos outside. We're definitely not experts, but we've tried a few things over the years, and maybe you can learn from our messy, muddy mistakes. On this episode, Kate and I are going to be talking about our first hike with a baby. Um, I think for both of us, it was pretty early on, right? It's early on, yeah. So our kids, our eldest kids are, what, four now, four and a half, so... We're going back a few years, yeah. and I think the memories are still pretty clear of those <laughs> first few, you know, chaotic, chaotic moments trying to get out hiking with a baby. Yeah, I think, uh, gosh, that first hike, it felt like such a milestone just to kind of get out and do something a little bit, you know, moderately active. Um, for me, my first baby was born uh, via C-section, so, you know, a different kind of recovery, uh, depending on if you had one before, although they're, they're both quite serious recoveries. Um, and so that meant for me, I had my first hike, I think. I think it was about three months uh, was the first time I went hiking uh, with my oldest at the time. Um, and that even felt like maybe a little bit early. It's hard to say now. I mean, I'm glad that I did it, but gosh, we did this like little hike and I was with another mom friend, um, tried to pick like an easy local trail, you know, something just to kind of work your way into it. This wasn't the day to go, uh, you know, hike some new mountain peak. Um, and I feel like me and, and my other mom friend who had a baby exactly the same age, which was uh, really great because we were, you know, both kind of at the same spot in terms of, you know, wanting to get out hiking, but at the same time being a little bit cautious. Um, and I feel like it took us forever even just to get the time started. You know, you're going back and forth in the oh, morning. Yeah, but my baby's asleep. <laughs> oh, no. Now my baby needs to be fed. Oh, we have to change a diaper. Yeah. Had a blowout on the way to the trailhead, you know, all that kind of stuff. But we finally, we finally get there. Um, and so we've picked a trail out here um, in, in where we live called uh, Minicata uh, Regional Park. Um, and there's a couple of different loops you can do. Uh, being the ambitious people that we are, we chose to hike to the place called High Knoll, which would be... You went to High Knoll. I know. I mean, looking back, why did we choose it's the most ambitious? steep. It has a very steep section. <laughs> Probably not the best choice, but, uh, but this friend and I were both really big into hiking before. So, you know, I think there's that... There's something about that first outing with a baby where you kind of want to prove to yourself that you can still do it, mm. you know? Of course, only to be shockingly let down that maybe perhaps you quite a can't too do ambitious. it. Uh, in the same way. So we both head out. Um, our babies were born uh, early, like in January. So we're looking at March time. So cool weather for sure. Uh, you know, we had those, those beautiful, like those like adorable little fleece, you know, suits on oh, over so everything. Cute. So cute. I think this mine with a little bear, you know, with the little ears and everything. Um, and we finally get there, I think like around 10 a.m. in the morning, you know, we've coordinated, we've tried to coordinate as best you can. I mean, I don't know. At three months old, are they even on a nap schedule yet? Like, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't remember having a nap schedule at all with my kids for months and months and months. Yeah. So I feel like I worried. You just do the best you can, right? <laughs> I feel like I worried about it a lot more with my first kid and by the second kid you're just like ah forget it they'll just nap whenever they nap you you don't pick up on it as much but I feel like with the first kid I was a lot more conscious of like thinking about the napping and when they're supposed to be napping and when they're not supposed to be napping and all that kind of jazz um so we head out it's like finally 10 a.m in the morning you get there you know well first um you know we were we were breastfeeding parents and so that's the first thing you got to do got to boob them before you get all in the gear um I think at that time I had the uh I think that's just the regular ergo at that time. I've been through, gosh, a bunch of carriers. Which one did you start out with? I started with like a soft carrier, like a baby Catan, but for hiking, definitely not enough support. So I think we moved pretty quickly, realized that for like anything more than a small walk, we had to use the Ergo Baby Classic. So that's the yeah. one where they can 
they face you, I guess, the whole time. They can't face out. Yeah, yeah. So I think this was the Ergo Classic we started with as well. And then eventually when he got bigger, uh, we kind of upgraded or swapped out to like the Ergo 360, which is when they can face forwards like and backwards kind of thing. But at this point, they're definitely were still facing in. So, you know, we head out, we've got, you know, this little three month old baby, you know, each my friend and I, and of course a big backpack. Cause of course your first hike, you bring like everything so you own. Supplies. Yes. You never know what you think. You maybe need 12 outfits. Maybe you need a blanket. Maybe you need another blanket. Or maybe you've gone the other way. And I've seen people do this where they bring nothing. Yes. Nothing at all. Because oh, they're like, yeah. well, I don't need to. I already changed the diaper. I feel like new parents are on two extremes. They've either brought everything they own or they've brought nothing. And you're just crossing your fingers. Something horrific doesn't happen. Yeah. Speaking there. of nothing, let's talk about that just for a second. I was on I was on a hike with another girlfriend. Uh, both of us were on second kids at that point on this hike. And she had gone that, that extreme that brought literally nothing on a hike. We get to the, the end of the hike and we're with all the toddlers and everything. And her baby, newer baby, has a massive blowout. You know, we're talking up the back, oh, everywhere. Have to strip them down. But she literally had nothing with her. <laughs> Luckily, I had a backpack full of supplies. Um, my second kid at the time was about a year. Um, so I didn't have a newborn size diaper, but I had like a size three size diaper that we had to just swaddle Cinch it in. the baby Cinch in. Um, and I think I had like a 2T top that, again, we kind of just wrapped the newborn baby in like a little little bit of a swaddle blanket. So yeah, at the bare minimum, always bring one diaper, one change outfit and wipes that like, even if you want to streamline it, you never know when that baby is going to have a massive blowout. Yes. I remember going out with um, my first kid when she was maybe four months old. And like, I'm an environmentalist, right? I'm really into reducing single use items. At home, we use cloth wipes. And so they were, you know, we could throw them in the washing machine. And so we didn't need to use disposable wipes. So it's always trying to minimize things and being like, I'm an environmentalist at heart. I can keep this up while I have babies. And I remember counting out, and as a parent who's listening, anyone would laugh at this. I counted out three wipes. And I put them into my bag and I thought, great, I'm ready. Off we go. And we went and I think we we're going to a picnic with our baby. And obviously, because I took three wipes, like that's it, three wipes. She had a huge incident. Three wipes don't really do anything <laughs> and nothing at all. It was like no clothes left. It was bad news, really bad news. And I think it, it sort of hit me that like, being an environmentalist is amazing. Reducing single-use items is amazing, but never skimp on the wipes. Like, not ever. No. And so I don't think I've made that mistake <laughs> again, but it was it was a bad lesson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we used cloth diapers for both of our kids, too, when we were at home. But again, um, with hiking, I mean, we just got burned a couple of times with bad leaks or bad bloats that I was like, yeah. Again, there, there's a time and a place and, uh, you know, amazing, amazing work too, Kate, for, for all the environmental work that you do. And I love the cloth diapers for at home, but in the hike, when you're out hiking, that protection for keeping your baby and uh yeah so um so anyways back to uh back to the first hike so we head out and i think the loop probably probably should have taken only like two hours in it you know out and back on like a normal pre-baby maybe less than that you know so we're both out hiking and it's the first hike for both of us. And of course, you know, like 30 minutes in, I think her baby starts to cry. So, you know, again, we stopped, I get the baby out of the carrier, we stop and breastfeed, you know, you get a little what, but then of course, at this point, my baby's asleep. So I'm like, well, I got to keep moving because I got to keep bouncing the baby to keep him asleep. So I'm like, okay, you sit here and breastfeed. I will just stroll around for 10 minutes and come back and pick you up so that my baby stays asleep. And then again, okay, she finishes baby back in the carrier. On we go. Another 30 minutes in, same things happen now. My baby's awake, so I had to get my baby out of the carrier and we gotta stop and we gotta feed again. And then 
I know, say now her baby's asleep, so we're doing the same thing. And then off we go. And then we finally do climb up that very steep section and make it to the top. Um, and we have this photo, and I'll put the photo in our notes. Of, we're at the top, and it's, uh, you know, it's quite a cold day. It's March. We're here in Canada. Um, on the West Coast, it is spring, but it was probably like 9 or 10 degrees out. So still quite a chilly day. And the top was quite like an exposed bluff, you know, uh, kind of view. And so it was quite windy at the top as well. So we envisioned sitting at the top. You know, you get a little blanket, sit down, have a view. We get up there. Oh, you know, we want to get this photo, right? Like you want to mark that you have done this hike. So there was another, there was a gentleman up there. We said, oh, can you get the photo of us? We want to like, it's our first hike with babies. Um, and he gets this photo of us. And I kid you not, me and Serena are both, you know, we're leaning forward to kind of show the baby's head in the carrier. And both kids are screaming. <laughs> like, just success. Bloody murder screaming <laughs> at the top. I think we stayed at the top for like eight seconds to get the photo and then immediately start getting back down so we could get out of the wind and out of the cold. Um, yeah, it took us, you know, another way to get back down, stop for like a random diaper change on the floor, uh, you know, on the forest floor, which is like always an adventure, as you know. Changing babies, yeah, yeah diapers right in the middle of the, right in the middle of forest. They roll off, they get in the dirt. Yeah, it's, it's good fun. It's hard to tell what's poo, what's dirt. There's just, there's a mess oh, everywhere. But, you know, we finally, long story short, of course, I'm here today. So we did make it back. <laughs> we did make it back from the hike at some point. Um, I think, I think for me that the bigger takeaway was, you know, we did it. We probably should have chosen something a little bit less ambitious for our first hike. And again, it was kind of that humbling moment of like, okay, can we still do things with kids? Yes. But do we maybe need to reframe them or start things slower? Absolutely. I think my legs were like shot for like days <laughs> after that hike. You know, a hike that in my pre-baby level, I wouldn't have even probably noticed or probably broken a sweat on. Um, and after this hike, I was like, I need to lay down on the couch for like several days now to recover. So yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. It's got a bit of elevation that hike. Yeah. It was uh, not the easiest hike. So yeah. How does that kind of compare to what you first headed out for? Yeah, my first hike with a baby, I, I, I don't know how old she would have been. Maybe around the same, maybe around three months, something like that. Actually, no, she would have been less than that. Um, but I, like I mentioned, I remember taking out like a soft carrier. So we decided we were going along a, a trail that, um, I'm sorry, I'd never, by a soft carrier, you mean like a Catan? Yeah, like, like a baby Catan. A wrap, a wrap, like thing. a wrap, like, or a sling. Some people have them like that. Um, yeah, so it was, it wasn't a very long trial, but I'd never been on it. You know, in my head, I was for sure comparing myself to, you know, somebody I had known who told me about their kid and how they'd taken their kid out hiking when, uh, the baby was five days old. Five days old. I mean, oh, okay. I feel like my inner is just old. tightened up a little bit just thinking yeah, about like that. Yeah, for, <laughs> for mums and parents who've given birth, like five days afterwards is really unrealistic to be going hiking for most mums. Um, if you can and want to do that, that's amazing. Yeah, please check with your doctor though before yeah, you take if, on any activity. <laughs> if you have given birth, most most women I know were not able to go hiking at five days. So I was like lucky to get up and down the stairs at five days. Yeah, after a C-section, yeah, yeah for sure. Sure. Um, so I think my expectations were probably a little unrealistic because I was comparing myself to somebody who's, you know, prior to kids, I would have had the same fitness level as, as her. So anyway, a bit of a reality check. We went out on, you know, a, a very short trail and we were going we're actually going to go crabbing along the trail. You can throw your crab pots off. And so we set out to hike it and it was actually hilarious going back to it um, months later, because in my mind, there's this 
huge climb. You go way up into the forest, and you know the trail. Yeah. You go <laughs> we have hiked it many times. Way together. up into the forest, and it's like almost you know it's steep. It's like a set of stairs up into the forest, and then you come down on this big descent, and then you go all the way along the water, and then we found the place to sit down. I mean, in reality, it's probably like a kilometer total to where and we got. It's probably almost flat. Like we hike it regularly with our toddlers who are two and three and can walk the trail. A four-year-old can do it. Yeah. But you know, I was, I, I'm, like I said, I can't quite remember how, how many weeks postpartum I was, but um, I was not very strong and I had the baby in a soft carrier, baby Catan. And also we should note, how big was your baby at birth and how big was the baby mm, at this she, point? She was Nine not a half pounds. She was huge. <laughs> she was a large baby. My babies baby. were huge. And I think that Wanting to hike with a baby is amazing, but recognizing the physical limitations, the physical requirements and the strength needed to carry a baby of that size is really important. So for me, for example, the carrier that I had was not supportive enough to be able to carry her like that. It hurt my back. Um, it made, you know, like I'd, I'd given birth and things didn't feel right. <laughs> and, you know, you feel like things might fall out along the way there. That's just, you know, how things, how things go after you've given birth. So, and then, you know, when we finally got to the place where we we're going to throw the crab pots in, I remember sitting down and trying to, trying to breastfeed and it was so uncomfortable and I couldn't, I couldn't make it work. And I remember being just really like, this is really tough. Um, we did a little bit of crabbing. I'm pretty sure we probably caught nothing. <laughs> and then we patched it all in and came home. And I remember thinking, what an enormous, enormous effort, you know, and what a huge hike I just did. <laughs> and like, of one kilometer on and like trail. also yeah. I'm not very strong and you know I can't believe that I'm not strong because my you know baby's more than five days old and I know somebody who went out hiking at five days old I should have been able to do it but I think that's really like knowing your body knowing how the kind of birth that you've had and your own strength as well I guess you know if we were to think about like what we would recommend to other other parents who are heading out for a first hike with a baby is really like set your expectations Low. Super low. Super low, yeah. You might not even get out of the onto the trail. You yeah. might just get out of the car and be like, oh, it's <laughs> not going to work today. <laughs> it's not yeah. going to work. And, like, this is – this yeah. is enough for me and yeah we, I think we tried. half the half the battle is really just trying you know um, I mean I, as we have more episodes and we'll talk a lot about that half the effort it's really just sometimes getting out the door and getting set up because each time you get out the door you learn one new thing you practice one more thing um, and if you're someone who is recovering from childbirth you just get a little bit stronger and, and it's both physically stronger I mean that's a huge component but also a little bit more mentally resilient too because there's so much fear around all the first the first anything with the baby and that first hike or activity or whatever you might be exploring um, feels a bit nervous. So even if all you do is get out and walk for 10 minutes on a trail, that's like the new bar for success. And often if you're somebody who, I mean, I'm definitely a type A person. I think Kate can attest to that. You're pretty, pretty type A as well. But I feel like I'm maybe... Like a little more. I'm like, okay, like, like type A, a plus. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Um, you know, I just felt like I just wanted to, well, hit the trail running for lack of a <laughs> Oh, um, you just had a C-section. <laughs> Slow down. Not a, good, uh, not a good plan. So I think it's good about being realistic at the same time, trying new things. And, and I think looking back, I'm like, am I glad I went for sure? Because um, it set the bar for what I could do and what I could work towards kind of for later on. Yeah, I think um, that mental, you know, I can I can do it is really important. And, you know, a lot of people who I spoke to after that, you know, as I had my babies and they're like, I can't believe you take them hiking and I wish I could. I think that, you know, if 
if you have a carrier of some sort, um, you can do it, you know, and it does, but it doesn't have to be what you were doing before you had kids or if you've given birth before you gave birth, like it doesn't have to be the same level of intensity. I think, you know, if I, the advice that I would give would be, you know, one of those carriers has some kind of back support. So something like an Ergo Baby or Tula, which we Yeah, we had a Tula the second time. Tula I love Explore, that. Yeah. which was great the second yeah. time around. Yeah, and if you're a parent, look on the buy-sell groups on your closest, uh, on Facebook or whatever your, your marketplace is. I got my Ergo the first time secondhand. Um, and then we got a new Tula the second time around as kind of like a gift to ourselves uh, because we had used the first one so much. Uh, but they're, they're definitely great items you can also pick up secondhand or, of course, at, register for it on your baby shower if that's still an option for you. Tula baby carriers are really beautiful too. Yeah, the pattern pattern them is so <laughs> nice. You know, a lot of the other carriers are just like. Oh, what was your pattern again? Was it the jellyfish? No, it's like a the leaf pattern. Yeah. Was mine the jellyfish? No, mine was yeah, the jellyfish. You have that's, jellyfish. I knew on somebody your had tula. jellyfish between us. Yeah. So I think that those, you know, they set you up a bit more for success than sort of a soft sling or something. If you have a tiny, tiny light baby yes. and you're feeling strong in your body, then yeah, one of the sort of baby Catan or the. Um, I just had a wrap the first time. Yeah, around. they can, the they can work, wrap. but I think that anything with a bit of back support can be really good for you. I think the other thing that's super important that, that a lot of women are not aware of is, you know, pelvic floor health and being able to see a pelvic floor physio about six weeks postpartum, whether you've had a C-section or you've had vaginal birth, you know, being able to see a pelvic floor physio and check that everything's good. Yep. I had, I had one of each births. Uh, we'll get into the birth stories in another episode. <laughs> Maybe not. Thing. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, but I had pelvic floor physio after each of them. So yeah, it's Kate's right. It doesn't matter how you deliver. You can actually have pelvic floor physio during your pregnancy as well, depending on how things are going after your pregnancy. And then there's no limit. Like if, if you've given birth last year, but you're still finding you've got challenges in that area, you can still go. So it's not like the benefits expire in any way in terms of like, oh, if you miss it within a three months, you know, there's there's no um, there's no progress you can make. You can absolutely make progress. Um, and I know for for myself on uh, on a benefits plan, it was covered, so it was under like your generic physiotherapy benefits. So depending on you know your employment status or what you might have with your partner, it's definitely something to look into because it might already be covered and paid for. Some of us have heard these stories of pelvic floor physio being covered for um, French women who give birth; they get six sessions included. And I think it's amazing. Even if you're not really sure what pelvic floor physio is, book an appointment, check it in, (laughs) check in and see, because they might be able to identify ways that you can strengthen your body so that you can hike with a baby. Yeah. Because I think that, you know, the weight bearing of particularly when you have a massive baby, (laughs) my babies were not that massive massive. baby, it can be really hard for you to stay strong enough to keep up with the growth. I remember that was a challenge for you. It's like she was just growing too fast that you just couldn't keep your, like you couldn't get your strength back fast enough you had to yeah. just cut off feeding her man I just cut back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that wasn't the option we had available to us so yeah but the the pelvic floor strength super important to being able to safely carry your baby yeah and I think for me like for your first hike I think it's really important to go with somebody who either a obviously if, you, if, you, if you've got a partner or a really close friend that you can go with that's a great option or find another mom friend who's in the same boat as you. Um, if you're, you know, a first time mom, first time with a new baby out, you don't really want to go hiking with a mom who's already got a toddler and other kids because their hiking schedule and demands on their times might be different. So if you're able to kind of in your community group or in your mom's group, find other moms who have similar aged babies to you or even similar number of kids to you, 
um, it certainly helps because having a mom who's like, you know, you're kind of talking about the same things that are happening at the same time. You're kind of on the same schedule in the day too. And that, I mean, as you've had a second kid to things, I mean, the schedule gets sometimes even trickier. So if you just have the one kid or if you both have two kids, it gets a little bit easier to kind of be on the same pace. Certainly when we added second kids to our roster here, um, <laughs> the kind of hikes we did then became toddler specific as there were, there were two kids. When you do have just one baby, then a little bit more flexibility as your strength improves to what you're able to hike. I think the other thing that a lot of um, parents who I've spoken to, you know, around hiking that they worry about as well is how to fit things in around naps. Um, and, you know, particularly as a baby gets older, hiking with a baby can be challenging because you're like, well, they're having three naps a day or they're having two naps a day and every nap has to be in the bed. And, you know, everybody, every parent and every caregiver has has different ways that they want to operate. I can only speak for what I found to be good for me, which was, okay, you know, the rule goes that if we have one good nap a day at home, that's good enough. Yeah. If we ruin the other one or two naps – it's probably worth it to get us out of the house. You know, when Jen and I were first talking about sharing our experiences um, in the form of a podcast, that's kind of what we wanted to say is like <laughs> what we have found to work for us is just getting out and going and that, yeah, you might be sacrificing some sleep. And in some cases that might not be the right choice for you. You might be struggling a lot with sleep deprivation with your baby's sleep schedule. And in that case, you know, maybe it's not the right move. But for me, I found that even if I completely destroyed a nap or two of the of the day, even if I destroyed all the naps, but I had a good time, I got fresh air outside, it was 100% worth it. Yeah, and I, I think there's two, there's something you said that that fresh air, I mean, think of as an adult, when I get more fresh air time, I sleep better. And I see the same thing in my kids. I mean, as your kids get older, you 100% see it. But if your kids don't get outside in the day, I mean, it becomes a disaster, like a feral rat's nest in here, right? I mean, they need fresh air. When we talk about camping and just how their experience camping, when they're literally outside all day, you see it. And so for me, we, I mean, I started with my kids in the carrier sleeping, obviously, you know, at a very, very young age. And as a result, they slept really well in the carrier. Now, I always say it's a bit of a chicken and an egg thing because my kids slept a lot in the carrier and I also put them in the carrier a lot to go hiking and for other experiences. I also had mom friends who said their kids never slept in the carrier and as a result, they never put their kids in the carrier. (laughs) So, I mean, it is hard to know. And again, I can only speak to my kids' experience. So certainly there are kids' parents' experiences that are different. But from what I've seen from the two kids that I've raised is that if you shove them in the carrier enough and do things outside in the fresh air, they will fall asleep eventually. Now, is it as long a nap or exactly on the same schedule? No. And sometimes you have to roll the dice a little bit on that as well. But I mean, I've had days where you try to stay home and have this perfect nap day and it goes sideways anyways, because mm-hmm. that's the day your kid's going to decide to not nap at all. And then you're going to kind of regret not getting outside when you have the chance. I think looking back, like for me, the big takeaway was like, just deciding to get started and get out the door. Because I think once you've had a baby, however you do, or become a parent, um, when you have that newborn baby, it feels so fragile and you kind of want to stay at home like forever. Um, I actually remember we went out for a baby being born in January. I remember the first time we went out, I think he was eight days old. It was like the first time we had left the house other than like hospital visits. Um, and I remember that first walk was just like around the block. And that's I was a like, big outing. that's enough. We're going home now. It's cold and I'm scared. And what if a car veers off the road and onto the sidewalk and kills my baby? And I was like, that's enough. So, you know, you're starting from there that like that fear of like, okay, one walk around the block and then you make it the bigger block. And then I walked down the street a little bit. And then finally by three months felt I was able to do a first, a first hike. So wherever you kind of are on that journey, I think 
part of it is just deciding to be like, I'm going to go on a tiny adventure today. Um, and just making that first decision mentally to do it. You can know that in the day, like your baby will be fine. It's more you that will have the mental anxiety about oh, yeah. everything that Baby's you have to go through. Totally fine. Totally cozy in their little carrier. Even if they scream their head off the whole way, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. Um, and it is small. So it is kind of baby steps. Uh, however, however old your kids might be listening in, you might have older kids and we'll talk about older kids hiking certainly as well. But if you're in the kind of zero to one age of hiking, um, just getting out that first time is a big one. And then the second thing is having someone, a trusted partner to go with. So whatever that trusted partner looks like for you, whether that's your, you know, your partner at home, a good friend, a sibling, um, or another mom friend who you can kind of count on to be there. Um, I think the, the mom friend that I did a lot of hiking with on my maternity leave was great because we both were really committed. Like if we said 10 a.m. rain or shine, we meant it. 10 a.m. rain or shine. And we will talk about some of the rainy hikes we went on um, in future episodes. But we, I just knew I could count on her. And that was really important to me, just having someone that says, whatever happens in the day, like today's the day I'm going to make it out of the house at 10 a.m. and meet a good friend there. And whatever happens, we'll be there together to kind of make it through. Make sure you start small, keep your expectations low, go with somebody you trust um, who has the same expectations as you. And last tip would be pack your bag the night before. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Pack your, your backpack the night before, get your carrier ready the night before. Because the sooner you get out in the morning, the easier it is to go hiking. The longer you wait at home, the more kind of inertia builds up and it's harder to overcome it and to be like, oh, I don't think I'll, maybe I'll wait for that first nap. The best days that I had with a baby hiking were when I just got up and went as soon as I can. Even when you've had no sleep. <laughs> yeah. Even when you're like a walking <laughs> zombie, you're like, I've already patched the car. I'm meeting my person there at 10 a.m. I've just got to go. Yeah. And Getting out the door, just doing it, they were easily the best hikes that yeah, I had. Yeah, the longer you wait at home, I mean, something you just know another blow it is going to happen. Your baby's going to take a weirdly timed nap, either way too early or way too late. So, yeah, use that momentum in to go. And I mean, me and Kate will tell you, like, our babies did not sleep, so we're not coming from a place of well restedness uh, through the night, like by three months. And Kate can tell you later on about her babies who did not sleep for a long period of time. But I found like I can either be tired at home and be tired like a zombie at home, or I can go outside and get some fresh air and I might still be tired, but I'm probably going to feel a lot better. A lot better. Yeah. So yeah, keep your expectations low. Choose a buddy who also has low expectations, but can support you. Pack your bag the night before and just get out as early as you can. Perfect. I love it. We'll see you next time. Make sure you subscribe to Get Outside With Kids wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at Get Outside With Kids. We hope you'll follow along on our journey.